Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. I believe at the end of the day, the total was 64.3% to 31.6%. We're talking Michigan primary. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And that was uh, Donald Trump beating Nikki Haley for the uh, GOP Michigan primary. Well, at least she made it close, Casey. (laughs) And then you had Joe Biden. How did he finish? Uh, He finished on top. He had, what, about 100,000 votes were sent to uncommitted so so they went with somebody other than than Biden. So obviously the Republic as of right now these guys are both going to be the nominee. Now we'll see what happens as we roll through the spring and into the summer, but it's going to be Trump versus Biden. And and um we talked a lot about Nikki Haley. Was it Monday? I guess probably would have been Monday we talked about that because she obviously got smoked and South Carolina the same way she got smoked in Michigan and it's pretty clear. I mean the numbers have been somewhat accurate. I mean, Trump has gotten over 50% of the vote in every state. And as the numbers have dwindled, it's, you know, two thirds of the people want Trump and Nikki Haley's kind of a protest vote. So it's basically two thirds of the party really want Trump and a third don't. And, but again, it comes back to what we talked about in this open, in the segment to open the show, which is there is a general, not to be Jimmy Carter here, but I guess I'll use the word malaise mm-hmm. about the condition of the country. And I think people I think 2020 was such a shock to the American system that you see this in times of crisis where people have, you know, very traumatic events happen to them. And they're almost in a sense of shock where you'll ask them things and they may not remember or they don't respond accurately or they, you know, you'd think there would be some level of, you know, uh, excitement. I'm not saying excitement in a good way, but excitement in their voice and there's just nothing and I think that's kind of where the country is right now. I think the country is still so disheartened and shell-shocked from 2020 that they're kind of like, what's the point of engagement at all? A mm-hmm. little bit of cognitive dissonance. You think the country is suffering from PTSD? Well, if you're Indiana, 2020. So, so take Indiana, for example. If you're a passionate conservative voter, if you're a rel- what you might you know call a reliable Republican voter, you have to look at yourself and say, we are a on paper, as red a state as you're possibly going to get. We have super majorities in the House and Senate. You have a Republican governor. You have seven of the nine U.S. reps are Republicans. The two U.S. senators are Republican. And all of your statewide office holders that you're still allowed to vote on because they stole your right to vote on superintendent um, are, are Republican. And yet, if you look at Indiana, over the past seven years, what have you gotten? The budget has increased 37.5%, Casey, mm-hmm. 37.5% since 2017. It went from $32 billion to $44 billion under this Republican-dominated rule. Property taxes skyrocketed. Gas taxes skyrocketed. Growth of government in scope and size skyrocketed. Look at what happened in 2020 where Holcomb shuts the state down and only two of the Republicans, two of the su- in the supermajority, 100-plus Republicans between the House and Senate, two of them 
spoke up. John Jacob and Kurt Nicely, and look at what happened to those guys. They got a million dollars spent against them in a primary to get them bounced out. If you're a voter in this state, and we'll get to next segment, what they did to those people kicking them off the ballot yesterday, don't you just look around and go, what's the point in even voting? Mm -hmm. I voted the air quote right way, and what did it get me? Bigger government, bigger taxes, nothing for me. Hey, if you're a mega corporation, Indiana's a great place to come to because we're going to take a half a billion dollars from poor and middle class people and give it to you so you can have sweetheart real estate deals out in Boone County. But if you're a regular person, if you're a rank and file person who has done everything the right way and you get up and go to work each day, don't you look around and go, what's the point in even participating anymore? What's the point? Well, and keep in mind that it's tax season. A lot of people are filling out their paperwork right now, getting more and more frustrated as you're turning money over to the government and they're sending it over to Ukraine. And yet illegals are crossing our southern border. And we're being told that the border is secure, but we all know it's not. We are bombarded with ads on this radio station of people running for public office, which is wonderful. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. And we have these these politicians in uh, all the time. You know, we've had these governors, candidates. We're going to have a bunch of these other, other people who are running for various offices. Other than, and, I, and I'm, I'm not being facetious when I say this. Other than Micah, there's not a single solitary one of these people who I have heard an ad or met or have known who I have any faith in whatsoever. Micah Beckwith is the only person running for lieutenant governor that I have a, a shred of faith in that would actually fight or give a damn about me. Well, that's what that article, what was it, the Wall Street Journal said about Donald Trump, that people feel that he's the only one who would fight for them. Yet there's still this less than thrilled prospect that it's going to be a Trump-Biden election. And, and, and so this is, my, this is my point. I think Trump would try. I, I believe Donald Trump would try to make the country a better place. But I think Trump is so hated and that cabal will so work against him. And I think when you couple that with his general complete lack of self-discipline and his inability to put people around him who will form some sort of insulary wall from that cabal and take that sledgehammer necessary, then I don't think he's going to get anything done. And I think people see that. I think people see that. There's almost no one left to believe in. There's almost no one left to be fired up about. There's almost no one left to be passionate about. And when you do get those people, you realize it's going to end up like Trump, where the, 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 the machine is so strong that they will destroy whichever person happens to slip past the crack and get into public office. 